What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Betting with Babies. Today is Wednesday, January 4th, and it's week 18 of the NFL season. I cannot believe we are here already. My heart is saying, let's make the season even longer. Why not 20 weeks? But my mental health is saying, make it stop right now. Feeling like a heavyweight boxer in a 12th round title fight. Just got out of the corner. We got the speech we need to end the regular season on a high note. We've got a great show planned for you tonight. We're going to break down our best bets of week 18, rank our top touchdown scores, and drop a Saturday NFL parlay for the listeners only. We've got the Titans and Jags that Saturday night with the division on the line. And as always, we'll get into the dad zone. But before we get into all of that, I've got the team that helps you balance your babies and bets, Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How are we doing, gentlemen? I'm miserable. Absolutely miserable. I the Dolphins losing five straight. You do you know when we were eight and three, we were in second place in the AFC, and now we're not going to make the playoffs. That's brutal. I, it's exact opposite of what you guys did the previous year. Yep, and I I don't even want to watch the game. I already know what's happening. I don't want to watch. I'm. Uh, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. This is what happens. I waited all season for it for this. We waited all season for this. Uh, Amato, you're lucky that your season ends a week earlier than mine this year because you don't have to be miserable walking into this game saying like, oh, there's still a chance when there's really not. Maddie, talk to me. Um, just so you guys know, going forward on the podcast, I'll be referred to as champ. Champ? Champ. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, from the basement <laughs> to the championship, huh? Yeah, it's it's been a real turnaround. No, I'm good. Life is good. I made the move, uh, set up in the new space, and uh, you know, try trying to get back into the swing of things at work after two weeks off. Not as easy as you'd like. No, it's not not easy at all. And getting the kids back into uh, school after uh, vacation is tough. It's like getting a. Uh, getting someone who's been on like a 30-year jail sentence back into society to get them ready to go to school in the morning. But uh, as a Jets fan, I'm, I hear what you're saying, Teddy. I mean, it's the same miserable feeling you feel at the end of the season, although we got there a different way this time. Uh, I, would, I, would, I don't know which way I like better. Like, at least we got to enjoy more of the year on a high note, whereas like normally by like week 10, you're like, it's already over. I don't know what's better. Either way, I know I feel the same exact way. Uh, as I felt previous years, won't be That's going playoffs for us. In draft research, way behind in draft research. <laughs> but like last year when we were started one and seven, I already had like the top fifteen prospects already lined up. Now I haven't done. Well, I thought I would be picking in the late twenties this this season. Yeah, my mind. Actually, we don't even have a first round pick. We traded away for oh, a guy that cheaters. has. We're cheaters. We're cheaters. Did, did you lose a first round pick for cheating? Uh, well, our owner did, Thank not you. our coach. Thank not our yeah. coach. I mean, I'm just going to say, our I owner. You're, I'm going to quote you. They don't take away first round picks for nothing in the NFL. That is a quote. You got to be doing something <laughs> real wrong. That is a quote. Uh, yeah, no, the owner tried to get Tom Brady on the team. Swing for the fences. I would have been miserable. You want to talk about miserable? You know, Tom Brady has 4,600 yards, is number two in the NFL in passing yardage. That's like tough. five weeks ago, he sucked. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, uh, and, and it won't be another playoff year for us. You know, my head immediately went, because that game for the Jets against Seattle was done in the third quarter. 
I immediately went to like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get a big time quarterback to come to New York next year. Like we're going to have to go after one of these free agent QBs. Are you talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, which quote unquote, big name quarterback are you talking about? I mean, there's Those Aaron, Rodger- Aaron Rodgers is on the yeah, table. That's Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, not yeah, a big I think name. Garoppolo. They're all big names. Not, not a big name. Those aren't big names. There's 32 quarterbacks in starting quarterbacks in the NFL, like in the on the planet. They're all big yeah. names. If you start yeah, in the, the NFL. The only way Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo is a big name is he physically has a long last name. Yeah. Now, guys, <laughs> now, now speaking of the 32 quarterbacks, do you know who the number one quarterback in the NFL is rated wise? QB rating wise is? The soon to be retired to a tongue and Loa. Thank you very much. He may have only played in 12 games, but he's still ranked number one. He is a big right. name quarterback too, by length, for the record. <laughs> we're gonna Let's keep we're, it moving. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna keep it moving now. Uh, no all-time Tua stats. Just kick <laughs> us off. Um, so we're gonna get into our pod picks for this week. Before we get into that, we're gonna go over the standings. And as Matt mentioned earlier in the episode, we have ourselves a winner for this year. We have not determined who's in the basement that's still up for grabs and you don't want to be in the basement, but we have, must acknowledge our champ for pod picks this year. Mr. Maddie stats. Maddie, how's it feel to take the dub here? It does feel good. Uh, I built the system. Uh-huh. I followed the system. Yep. Except you know what? for this week, not following the system this week. You know what? I'm going to get myself a system next year. You guys are screwed. Yep. See, and Maddie the thing just is, like I'm working with like a MacBook and you're working with an Atari. <laughs> Maddie just hinted at the strategy for this week. He said, I played the system all year, but this week I'm not playing the system. That's what we've got to watch out for this week with really nothing on the line for a lot of teams. Yeah. Like Maddie stats this week. He's already locked in a championship. He's gonna he's gonna go out there and do something outside of the system. We gotta look out for that in our picks this week. But for you and I, we're one game apart. I'm currently eight, eight, and one, and Teddy is eight and nine. We're a half game apart. Half a game apart. So I've got to hold on. I need to win this week. If I win, I control my own destiny. If not, it's going to be interesting and expensive for the loser of this one. So let's get into our pod picks for week 18. This is where we give you our best bets for the week. Overall, we're 25, 20, and 3. We've got three games on the board. First game, Mr. No Days Off, where are we headed? We are going to Seattle, where the LA Rams will play the Seahawks. Maddie, what do you got for me? All right, we got 96% of the cash on the Rams and 65% of the tickets. This one opened up at minus 6.5 and, and hasn't moved all week. Under center, we have Baker Mayfield, who got a ton of hype after moving over to the Rams and having that big emotional win, but has come back down to earth with an average PFF grade of 57 since joining the Rams. Don't expect a lot on the ground this week, as the offensive lines from LA and Seattle are at a significant disadvantage against the run. And expect the Seahawks to play hard in this one, as they are playing for a playoff spot. And they won't know the outcome until after the Packers-Lions game, which is at 8 o'clock. So you're going to get a full game out of the Seahawks this week. I love this game. I'm so glad you picked this game. I'm so curious who you're going to take in this game. Who are you thinking? I'm taking the Seahawks. The Rams are bad. They don't have their studs. They're not playing for anything. Baker, I'm not going to say he's not good, but he just got to the Rams. 
Okay. You know, Baker's my guy. So I'm not going to sit around here and bash Baker. And he's almost as high up as Gardner Minshew for me. But I will say that the Seahawks, they got, they're going to, they're playing for a playoff spot and they're going to win and it's going to be by more than a touchdown. What do you guys think? I like it. I mean, I think it's the, when you first glance, that's the gut reaction I get as well. You got Seattle at home. They looked real good against the Jets. You know, I love that running back, Kenneth Walker Jr. That man runs hard. And they've got another one, uh, Dallas, I think. DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas. They got two trucks in the backfield. They just run people over. It's going to be a good game. One team's got a lot to play for. One quarterback. Has got a lot to play for. Both quarterbacks have a lot. Do you know? Yeah, and May and Mayfield. So be interesting. Teddy's locking in Seattle minus six and a half at home as his official pick. We're headed to the second game where we're going to Buffalo. We've got New England at Buffalo. Current line is minus seven. Maddie, what do the stats say? All right, we got fifty three percent of the cash on New England and fifty three percent of the tickets, so even split there. This one opened up at minus eight and a half and has dropped to seven as the week's gone on. There's a lot up in the air with the playoff decisions as the NFL is still trying to determine how to resolve the week seventeen matchup. But it's expected to be a game that matters with respect to the playoff seeding for the Bills. So you can expect the Bills to play the game out. Buffalo is expected to be at a bit of a disadvantage in the trenches this week where the O-line was minus 22% against the pass and an even worse minus 39% against the rush. Yeah, those are some interesting stats and it's, you know, it's got to acknowledge the injury to uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, on Monday night, which was tough to watch. Prayers to him and his family. And I think the challenging thing in this that's not in the data is really just how well this these players can can prepare for this game on such a short turnaround. So much emotion on the line. You know, and you got the Patriots who have looked good. The stingy defense, Belichick's going back to his bread and butter, how they win football games. And seven's a big line for a team that needs to win. And you're talking Bill Belichick in a must-win game. Teddy, what do you think? No, he's going to cheat this week, definitely. I mean, if there's a week for him to cheat, it's going to be this week, and he's going to do it. And I don't know. With the Chiefs playing on Saturday? I think everything comes down to like what they decide to do with this Week 17 game. And I'm sure they're trying to figure it out behind the scenes, but that's going to change all the playoff scenarios. Yeah. Like if they declare it a tie, that's going to change the seeding percentage. If they call the game when it was and just keep it where the score is, that's going to change all the playoff scenarios. So there's a, there's yeah, a do big that, decision the, coming. The Bengals are going to have to win for the two seed because the Bengals will have a tie, will have the tiebreaker. They'll be up at the number two seed. I mean, I don't know if they care that much. Yeah, you could I, push. You could push the playoffs out. You know, I've heard talks of the pushing the wild card weekend out and playing that game on schedule. Um, which would be make for a hell of a primetime game. But it really, I think, comes down to how Buffalo hopefully continue to get good news about good progress uh, from Hamlin, and, and this team kind of rallies behind that. If not, I think New England's coming in very focused. They're obviously going to, you know, less distractions. Um, and it's Bill Belichick in a must-win game. I think they, at least they keep it close, have a chance mm-hmm. to probably win that game. I'm taking New England as much as it hurts my soul. But we know New England always finds a way to get in the playoffs. I'm just not going to go against what we know. Uh, New England plus seven. Lock it up. That brings us to our third game. Our champ, Matty Stats, said he's going off his process this week. Can't wait to hear about it. Where are we headed? 
Yeah. So part of my process is picking games I am not emotionally attached to. And, uh, you know, I'm emotionally attached to both your teams. So I tend to stay away from the Jets and the Dolphins as well as the Cowboys. But this week, your teams are playing, and I want to talk about this game. So we're going Jets at Dolphins. And in this one, we have 95% of the cash on the Jets, but only 45% of the tickets, which doesn't really matter as much as the line's been all over the place, originally opening up at Miami minus three before moving across zero all the way to Jets minus one. This is going to be a matchup of awful quarterbacks. (laughs) Mike White, despite all the hype, has only put up a 61 PFF grade in his starts this season, but has gotten progressively worse, according to PFF, as the season's got on. Hitting rock bottom last week, turning in a PFF grade of 34.2, crushing the betting with babies lock of the week. On the other side of the ball, the Miami (laughs) Dolphins have faltered, crumbled, and collapsed under the pressure of their early season success. Tua, while statistically excellent, has consistently failed the eye test and will miss the final game of the season and is expected to be replaced by Skylar Thompson, who, let's be honest, is god-awful at football. Over the course of the season, I've insulted the Jets. Some people may even say I've disrespected them throughout the season. But with my final pick of the season, I am taking the Jets to beat Miami in Miami. Let's go. Matty Stats coming full circle and taking the Jets in a meaningless game for the Jets in week 18. I love it. And I appreciate you going in on the Dolphins and not just the Jets, throwing some jabs over at the Dolphins as well. I like Skylar Thompson for the record. And Bridgewater has made two starts and hasn't made it past the second quarter in either one of them. Uh, Skylar Thompson, a rookie seventh round pick, has come in, had to come in for both games. I mean, our quarterback situation, not, it's not an excuse because guess what? The 49ers are on the third string quarterback and they're 12 and four. Okay. So I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying every time with Skylar Thompson starting and he gets injured, Teddy Bridgewater started, Tua can't stay on the field for more than four games. It's, an absolute disaster. There is no way we win this game. And I may put a lot of money on the Jets as well because there is not a scenario that I see that we could beat the Jets and Skylar Thompson being successful against that Jet defense. Yeah, I mean, that implies that the Jets show up, which is going to be a challenge, I think, for uh, this coaching staff to get them up after you know losing five straight but Dolphins are in the same boat. So it'll be interesting. You guys have something to play for, though. So, you know, going forward on fourth down, it's going to be some weird stuff in this game. Weird stuff for both teams. Fake punts, you know, something crazy. Um, So lock in. Maddie Stats taking the Jets at minus one for probably the first time. Uh, Definitely all season, but maybe all time. So let's do a quick recap. Teddy's on Seattle, minus six and a half. I'm taking New England, plus seven. Maddie Stats taking the Jets, minus one. Those are our official best bets for week eight. Now let's jump right over to our touchdown scores. This is where we give you our top touchdown scores for the week. And we are keeping in mind of games that have something to play for. And we're going to focus on our top five touchdown scores for this week. Starting with our number one TD score, who do we got? Let's end with a bang here, guys. This is a tough week for us, but I think we can do it. Let's end with a bang, end in a high note. Let's go with Kenneth Walker versus the Rams. Matty? So his workload has been getting consistently bigger throughout the season. He's also been getting some light passing game duty. So he's getting he's getting a lot of touches. Love Ken Walker 
in a must win against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Love Ken Walker. All right, lock him in at number one. I'll take two. We're going with Christian McCaffrey, CMC, heading to Houston. Maddie, what does that say? All right, 66% of the rush attempts, 25% of the targets. CMC is back and looks great in San Francisco. He really does. They're utilizing him very well. He does. And I think I said Houston, but they're playing at Arizona. And we, we love Christian McCaffrey in this game. Second time so, tonight. Second time. Well, it's on the board, you know? It's on the board. So, all right. Let's go to number three. We've got Zeke Elliott at the Commanders in a game where there's a few scenarios for Dallas to get the number one seed. They could jump a couple places. So there's some movement there. They need this win. For the Commanders, don't need this win. We should we should at some point get into Ron Rivera's press conference after the game, not not realizing that he could have been eliminated with Carson Lentz starting. I mean, yeah, that's and you, you're wait, out, Sam, right? You, you got Sam be Howell's out. Sam Howell's starting for them, so there's really no incentive to play. He must hate Tyler Henneke. I mean, he must just be looking there. He's like, I got I got to like a must win scenario, and you bench me, yeah, for Carson Wentz. And now you're not even putting me back in. I don't know. He's not like, a good quarterback. I don't talk about Tyler. Oh, oh like here you go again. It's Teddy's a backup quarterback. The guy, you the know, guy, they need Teddy, loving too. Teddy just believes in winners. Like you win on a primetime game that Teddy watches. Done. And like you, he's in. Hook, line, and yeah. sinker. Yeah, I'm in like, for the for three does years. He drink, does he drink <laughs> beers? Is he a smartass? Like Gardner Minshew? Like oh yeah, have you seen that guy? He wears smokes cigs on the off season. Whoa. Lives in a he van was, out by the, the, by the stadium. The, the reason why I like Gardner Minshew is because he wears half shirts, has long a nice mullet going, and I'm pretty sure he drinks a lot of beers. Yeah, he's a pure football guy. I, you just gave me a great idea for our, our next uh, sweatshirt. Beep. Yeah. Well, really, I'm going to take we, that out of the pod. We really I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Let's right. create that. Yeah, okay. delete. Uh, so Zeke Elliott is on the going against the Commanders. Is this pick, Maddie? What do the stats say? All right. So Zeke is still owning most of the inside the five work, and Pollard is coming back from injury. Um, expect him to get a light workload this week, and Zeke to really carry a lot of that inside the five work. Yeah, we love Zeke. Teddy, where are we going for four? We are going to Jamal Williams playing the Packers on Sunday night. In a game that has a lot of meaning to it. What do you think, Maddie? Yeah, so this game has the highest point total projection of the week. So we love that. And although Swift is starting to get a little bit more of that backfield chair, they love Jamal Williams in the red zone. So I love to see Jamal punch one in this week. 15 touchdowns, I think. League leading 15 touchdowns. It's an insane amount of touchdowns. Going back to Green Bay, where he played well for them as well. He's going to want to get that. He's going to go for Lambeau League. I can see it already. Lock mm-hmm. in Jamal Williams at four, and I'll wrap it up with number five. We got another team that needs a win and a couple other teams to help them out to get in. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're taking Najee Harris. What does the stats say? Yeah, so Najee Harris earlier this season went on a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, but he is coming back and he is up on the upswing. So he re- he recently reclaimed the two minute offensive role last week. Uh, you're seeing his rush attempts go up, and you're seeing him get all the inside the five work. Uh, so Najee Harris, I think he's a good running back. I think the Steelers' offensive line is the problem. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that defense is crazy. It's, it's amazing what 
what Watt does to that defense when he comes back. Yeah, he completely turns that whole defense around. It's like he's unblockable. I mean, you just see him beating him around the like the tackles around the corner. Every like every other play, it feels like every other play. Yeah. So we're locking in Najee Harris at number five. So we've got top five touchdown scores: Ken Walker at one, CMC at two, Zeke Elliott at three, Jamal Williams at four, and Najee Harris at five. We are recording on a Wednesday. We will post our official parlay on Sunday. If you like these as single bets, if you, a lot I know a lot of our followers will take our single bets through the year. We're hitting that around a little over sixty-six percent right now for our single touchdown scorer. So you know, keep that in mind. It's tough to track with the odds. Some odds better than others with these TD scores. We try to uh, mix it mix it up. If we did a parlay this week, it's probably looking around plus eight hundred. So we'll see where that comes out. Next up, we've got our Saturday football parlay this is where we give out a parlay only for the listeners on this podcast thank you for the support we've got two games on saturday chiefs at raiders titans at jags four leg parlay for plus 478 teddy what's the first leg first leg is titans plus 10 and a half we bumped it up a little bit little tease a little bit of a tease. Give it extra points. You know, uh, Titans got some extra time to prepare for this game. I don't think we're going to need the points, but let's let's bump it up for the first leg. You don't want to go out on the first leg. Then we've got Derrick Henry in our storyline. Let continue the narrative of a lot of time to prepare for the Titans. We like Derrick Henry finding the end zone in this game. Uh, and then on the other side, we've got Travis Kelsey, Mr. Reliable uh, for that Kansas City offense, who we think is going to get in the end zone here is the Chiefs need a win to try and get that first seed and only one, one team's getting a buy this week, uh, this year. And it'd be sure they sure like to have that spot. So lock in Kelsey as the third leg. And what do we do for the fourth leg? Fourth leg. We are going to go over 47 and a half. Over 47 and a half, which is an alternate line. We took it down from 51 and a half, which is currently the line. So again, giving us a little extra juice on both sides of this one. This is a plus 478 parlay only for the listeners on the podcast. Let's cash it. All right, let's head into the dad zone. Welcome to the dad zone. 18 weeks of football. We are finally here. Final regular season week. I don't know whether to be happy to be sad. I know I need a nap. I need a bye week. We need a bye week, and we've got a few bye weeks coming for Jets and Dolphins fans. So we'll <laughs> be okay. Plenty of bye weeks. Coming. Plenty of bye weeks on the horizon. Right, Matt, your team's let – me, let me just address something real quick. Your team's going to lose in the first round, okay? So don't get me started. You're going to have to play – Better than your team. Yeah. Are you, though, just losing in the first round every year? Better than your team. Wow. We talk about the dad zone. It sounds like our kid's fighting right now on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we got going on this week, gentlemen? Maddie, give it to me. Uh, Wait, a little peek behind the curtain. When was it? Friday, maybe? I don't know. I don't know the days. It was tough. But he's about three to four days ago, he texted us, I've got a great dad zone, but I'm not going to text you about it. Oh, that is great that you brought that up because I completely forgot about that. Yes. All right. So this, I don't know if I'm crazy or my wife's crazy. Wow. But (laughs) yeah. So I come upstairs and she's in the kid's room and she's got all the board games out and she's got a pair of scissors and she's 
got these pouches and she's putting the board games and the pieces into these pouches and she's cutting the names of the game on the box off, laminating them and then attaching them to the pouches. And I, I lost it. Like I saw red. I like I I don't know what happened. I I can't tell you what it is, but there's something about a board game that it belongs in a box. And she was cutting my like like, like they're not even like my board games. They're like kids' board games. But like a board game is a lifetime thing. Like you go to your parents' house now. The Monopoly that you played as a kid is still there in the box. All these games are gonna get thrown out. Like they're in pouches. What am I gonna do with pouches? <laughs> You're gonna lose them. Space space saving pouches. Wait, uh, yeah, you got to save a lot of space now in that new house. You like, I got a giant time. The old, the old six-bedroom house. We're cutting down on space. Gonna save some houses for these board games. Save some space. What was said? Uh, I just went nuts. Like it just was like it was just crazy. It was just like you don't take board games out of boxes. The box is important. And she's like, I don't understand why the box is important. I was like, you need the box. The box. The game goes in the box. When the game ends, you put it in the box. That's how you make sure the games don't get mixed. And like right. you know, trying to explain why a pouch is different than a cardboard box. Like there's no real logic in my mind. No, there is. Like you just you can't destroy the box on a yeah. board game. I completely agree. I'm curious. I'm curious here what the girls thought about it. I, they don't care. I, mean, they, 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 <laughs> I, I believe my daughter was came into the room and said, "Can you two stop squabbling?" Squab- squabbling. Squabbling. When we, when uh, me and the wife get into it, the girls refer to it as squabbling. I believe it's from Bluey. Not positive, but I'm gonna look that up. That's good. That's a good word. Yeah. Like you guys are squabbling again. I like, agree with you a hundred percent on that, by the way. And I, I'm a collector. I keep all my stuff in boxes, and so even I've got tons of sneaker boxes. Everything it takes up a ton of space. I would be furious if someone was cutting up one of my sneaker boxes or one of my board. I court, you know, I never thought about the board game, but as you're saying it, I was getting angry for you. Yep. I, I, the first thing that came to my head was why, why, and not a space thing. Because if that was the answer, I I would like to get uh, Joyce's like rebuttal here. I need a rebuttal of some sort of like for someone to tell me why. Because like uh, if it's just purely space, that's I'm sure it's crazy. like a Pinterest. I mean, it's like, like a Pinterest. Oh yeah, it, no, it's a mom hack. You know, yeah, like a hack. Yeah, it's. I argue gonna... you how I argue because those board games, some of them are long, so that means the bags have to be long. I'll argue that organizationally, it's easier to stack those boxes than it is those pouches because <laughs> the pouches I feel like fall, you know, they like slide down. The boxes just stack right on top of each other. It was like I like like I swear to God, like I don't see red often, and like it was just such a weird thing to lose my mind about, and I lost <laughs> it. It was like. Uh, like, like, you know, I saved Candyland. I got there before Candyland was down. Good, good, good. What got? What got? What got? What's a casualty? Monopoly. Um, Unicorn Monopoly went, but not the original. Not a big loss. Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. Big we're loss. gonna get a real Monopoly eventually. Of course. Um, there was like some Apple game. Um, bunch of like apples. The apples. Princess, pretty pretty princess, was a casualty. Don't know that one. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not hearing the classics, so I'm getting less and less upset right now. Well, you know, I got there before the classics. 
Oh, thank God. Right. Like, thank God. Like if I, she would have cut the Guess Who box, I might have killed yeah, somebody. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, amazing game. Now, I will say that Luca played Candyland for the first time over uh, winter break, which was excellent. And you know what? He was really good at it. For like the, the second time, boom, he got it like instantly, like knew to move the colors. I was so impressed. He also named shapes today. Like the kid, I, I like what's just impressive when your kid just does stuff that you didn't know that they knew. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you probably learned it in school or at Three's program, but it's just like impressive that they just constantly like do stuff that you don't know that they can do. I, it's very cool to see. It is great to see. I haven't introduced board games to Carter yet, but now that you're saying that, I think I think it's time. Just turn four. Yeah. Do you know Candyland? Candyland. Yeah. I I have a trouble board game. As you were describing your parents' house, I can go back to my uh, mom's house. There's a trouble board game. Um, And at my dad's house, I know exactly where all the board games are from when we grew up. I got to introduce it to to Carter. We got Operation for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. It is. Starting to realize as I'm getting closer to 40, the hands are getting a little shaky. Really? No, not really. But like, oh. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not getting in there like a surgeon. Have, like, yeah, they have drugs for that, though. In case you do yeah, that. no, my hands aren't really shaky. Okay, but like the operation shaky, like you got to get the little tweezers in there. You know, I thought I'd be I a lot that. better it than buzz? I was. It buzzes, yeah, oh, yeah. right? Or yeah. Vib- like, yeah. It gives a little vibrate. Yeah. Yeah. See, you guys inspired me. I'm going out to get some board games for for Carter. I think it's a, the only thing is at this point he will enjoy the game, but he will absolutely like rip it or lose a piece. Oh, or something. So I have to be like really smart this? with it. Um, because I know you're like this too, Amato. I let Luca win the first time we played at my mom's house, Candyland. So then he was like, "I, I'm gonna win," and I'm like, "Well, you're not." So then I made sh- sure that like he didn't win, and he threw a temper tantrum on the loss, and it made me so proud. It's like, yes, he definitely got this from me. I hate to lose. He like went in the other room and had a whole meltdown because he lost. It was yeah. amazing. It, it and you're, was like, so and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach him how to control this better. I'm gonna keep, teach him how to use this to his advantage. Yeah, well, losing sucks, so don't lose. Yeah, it's yeah. good though. You gotta teach. You want your kids to understand like unfairness and that like in your house first before they they figure it out somewhere else. You let someone win all the time. Then they go out in the public. They lose for the first time. They can't handle themselves. So, Maddie, do your girls have a problem with losing? Uh, no, because I'm really strict about like we play the game and we follow the rules. But uh, Grandma lets her win, and it creates a real problem with my youngest because mm-hmm. she wants to play by Grandma's rules, which are like you know, which is I win. She yeah. lets her do whatever she wants. There are no rules, and I'm like, no, these are the rules. Oh, also, great game. We just got Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yes. Great game. Yeah. Okay. That was one of my board games for the kids. Yes. Um, and don't cut it. It's not worth it. Games. It's not worth it. If any moms are listening, please and don't do dad, it. And if any dads <laughs> happen to spend time on Pinterest, don't do this one. Keep the board games intact. All right. Well, I mentioned about, you know, it being week 18. We're, we're exhausted, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we will do a playoff episode. Not sure if it'll be next week. We'll post it on the page. Um, but really enjoyed doing this season with you, gentlemen. Uh, another year in the books. Congrats to our champ, Maddie Stats. But it's been fun, guys. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll I'll see you in the playoffs. We're gonna we'll be here for the playoffs at some point. Playoffs and Super Bowl episode for sure. Yep. Maddie Stats' last words is from the champ. Big dub. Big dub.
big jump from the basement to the top. Uh, as always, whether you follow or fade our bets, we hope you make some cash. We'll see you in a few weeks.